Welcome to the Vitality Health Show, where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Vitality Health Show. I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, along with my co-host, Doug Crockett, and we are the voice of hope, healing, and miracles. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Stephanie. How are you on this very crisp, wonderful day? (laughs) So excited about this show. We've been waiting, waiting in anticipation for this show. We're so excited about it. Yes. But before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and thank our sponsors, the Mindful Lab, where you can find clarity, connection, and peace. Mindfullab.net. And you will love Christine. She is amazing there. Also, the Sunshine Family Hemp, nature's side of health. Find them at sunshinefamilyhemp.com. Doug and I both use this product, and it is absolutely amazing. And I have actually been sleeping. Yeah, it's good this to sleep. Amazing. Really I, good I love this product. So if you go to Sunshine familyhemp.com and it asks for a code put in vitality if you put in vitality you get 10 percent off of your order so we, we encourage all of you to go there and get some it is just the best hemp i've ever used it's wonderful and also we want to welcome oils by ellie and that is young living oils she is amazing we love 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 our essential oils we use them all the time and you can find them at oils by ellie at gmail.com you want to be sure and reach out to her she's got some specials running right now we load up on the oils our house comes in and mm, smells so good in here and we feel so good so make sure you get hold of oils by ellie at gmail.com also we want you to check out our own doug crockett's miracles when heaven touches earth and this is on his own youtube channel facebook mm-hmm. instagram all these different places yep. he has had some amazing stories oh doug we just love your stories mm-hmm. i think he's in close to the 50 probably we've now. crossed 40 we've crossed 40 we're heading on up yes yeah all right and they are all absolutely fantastic stories mm-hmm. so please go check that out miracles when heaven touches earth and as a reminder, if you have any questions or suggestions for me or Doug, please send them to contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. We would love to hear from you. We've got all sorts of wonderful, wonderful things going on today. So I'm going to turn the time over to Doug so we can get started because I want to hear what these guys have to say because this is going to be a fabulous story. So Doug, would you please introduce our guests? Happy to. This is a wonderful opportunity. We have Marshall and Michelle Moore with us. I'm so grateful to have them with us. I remember when I met them last year at the LDS Film Festival. They are now the owners of the festival, and we're excited for the opportunity coming this uh, two weeks from now, March 3, 4, and 5, uh, for the film festival. And uh, these people are the fantastic people that have miracle in their lives all the time with their health, their well-being, their happiness, and now they're running this festival. And so they're a success story all the way around. They've been involved in films and the production of films for 30 years and the marketing. And so they are a great uh, opportunity for all of us to hear of of the goodness that's happening at the festival, the kinds of movies that happen there, as well as them personally in their own lives and how they uh, have seen the miracles help for them too. So it's my blessing and opportunity to welcome Marshall and Michelle more to the program. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Doug. They're so happy. We we talked a little bit about before the show because these guys have really amazing miracle stories leading up to 
owning the film festival. That's right. We, we want to make sure that our audience is getting to know them. Like we have had the privilege of knowing them. And so I'm going to start with Michelle. It's kind of funny because those of you that know me know I've been in the film industry for many, many years. And as Marshall and I were talking, there was a number of movies that I've been on that he was part of. And and it's just fun. It was so fun. And we're like, I know that person. I know that person. Oh, you know, it's been just such a great experience for me because I have been in this industry for a while and love it and looking so forward to this film festival. So, Michelle, we're going to turn the time over to you and let's kind of hear your story and what brought you to where you are right now now well i would say it's thank you for starting with me because most of the time marshall and i's introduction stories align sometimes there's a little deviation between he said she said so i get to go first babe. <laughs> okay. All right. and i'll fill in the blanks oh, there okay. you go good answer. awesome um you know and i i love the platform that you guys have here and i hope that we can share you know things with your listeners and your audience that's inspiring uplifting to them because that's the true intent and in, in our heart and our goals you know as we as we take on this festival and just how we live our lives. So um, Marshall and I both are, you know, in our second marriage, you know, we have former spouses. And um, I think that when you reflect on divorce and how that, you know, affects your life, like the fact that Marshall and I met is, is a miracle in and of itself. And, you know, that we were open to, um, what a new relationship would look like um, without getting into all of the the fun. There's some fun details, you know, and how that happened, but it is all share what you want, share what you want. The, our first encounter. So we, we, I knew of Marshall. He was at the time, he was the director of the Utah film commission. And as you mentioned, Stephanie Marshall is heavily involved in the film industry. He has an amazing filmography that started in LA and then a, um, uh, the movie series, the stand, the miniseries, the stand brought him to Utah. And that's where, you know, he took up residence and hasn't, hasn't left. We will be married 10 years this August. So all of this, you know, kind of happened before we met, but he has a, a beautiful resume of movies that he's worked on and, you know, continues to help bring production to Utah. So I knew who Marshall Moore was. Everyone knows who Marshall Moore is. And, you know, we started just kind of noticing that we were commenting on like friends, you know, mutual friends, like on social media and stuff. So we kind of knew who each other were, but we hadn't met in person. So I was at a, um, one of my clients was in the film industry and he came and did a visit, which Marshall normally did with industry professionals. And our good friend, April came in and, and said, Hey, the director of the film commission is here. Would you like to meet him? And, and of <laughs> course I did. Right. And it, there was nothing romantic at first. It was just, you know, he's somebody I should get to know. Um, my background was in publishing and that's really where I was at when I met Marshall as I had been working with independent authors and, you know, published authors. Anyways, we met um, just there in the lobby, you know, just your normal like pleasantries, you know, how are you? It's nice to meet you. You know, we started talking about sports and baseball specific, which we are both huge fans of <laughs> all the, all the sports. Um, and we talked to movies and, you know, we had, there was just a lot of things that started to align that, that just started maybe like the little butterflies in my stomach that like, okay, maybe, but I also have to say that I think we were both in a place where, you know, Marshall was super busy with work, like just really, you know, he had a lot of demands in that position. I was almost 
almost a year removed from a divorce. And I was mainly focused on just my two girls that were at home. Like I wanted to be the best single mom possible for them and to raise, you know, strong, independent women. And so I really wasn't looking for like, where's the, you know, where's the boyfriend going to be in, in this, yeah. but we, we just somehow someone slipped each other, our phone numbers. And we started just communicating through that. We, our first date was at a, um, of course, a batting cage. And <laughs> yes. I, I love telling the story that, I mean, I come from a very athletic family. I've got you know, my brothers all played sports. My sister was a collegiate volleyball player. Like we just grew up on a field somewhere. Didn't and you? yes, right. Like, so we can, athletics is just such a beautiful uh, ground to teach so many, you know, life principles and lessons. But anyways, we were at the batting cage and we were in the like softball cages and, you know, hitting those. And then all of a sudden Marshall's like, I'm going to, I'm going to go try out the baseball cage. And for those that aren't familiar with batting cages, like there's a lot of different speeds that the balls can come out at and you, you pick which cage you want to be in. And I'm like, okay, he's going to really like either make it or break it right now. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so he starts every time, every time, even now when we get in a batting cage, you know, he'll lay down a bunt the first couple of pitches just to get the timing down. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, okay. He's just going to bunt in this game. Come on, base. Come on, base. Yeah. <laughs> right? But I'll tell you what, this man can swing a baseball bat. And that was like so impressive. And he probably captured <laughs> my heart in that moment. Um, but we, you know, we had a beautiful um, courtship. We were very um, aware of introducing each other to our children. Like we wanted, you know, we took things slowly, I would say. Like we... Um, this is maybe where our story diverts a little bit. I think we dated about 11 months, 12 months before we. Okay. Well, oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> oh, good. But you what, got that one. What, okay. One of the things I want to interject here is something I haven't thought about in a really long time and something we never talk about uh, when we tell our story. And, and what ha the, the miracles that we actually met because there was a time just a few weeks earlier before we met for the first time that I was going to take a job that was going to take me out of town for about three months. Mm. And oh. that would have been right at the time we would have went on our first date. I ended up not doing that job at the last minute. I was literally going to leave the film commission to do this job. And then I did an about face and I stayed at the film commission. If I had taken that job, that first date, I either would have never happened or would have been massively delayed. I just got goosebumps because that That's is totally good. a miracle. That I, love, I love those miracles and I love that you recognize it. You I remember that, Michelle, right? I totally. Ride. Yep. When you started talking, yeah. I was like, that's right. It was um, American Ride, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. And as you said, Michelle, things started to align. And that's part of the alignment. I appreciate they did. it. Yeah, yeah, they definitely did. And I think, you know, we had many dates. Like I said, we, you know, one of the things that I love about us is we, Marshall has three children. I have three children. Five of the six are married now. So we like to say we have 11 children um, because we love our, our, you know, extra children that are our sons and our daughters. And then we have 10 grandchildren with one coming in another, our 11th coming in May. So we have a Brady Bunch family and we are very much centered and grounded on family and in everything we do from our professional life to our personal life, 
um, we have a mantra that family's first and we do everything we can to make sure that we show up and that we are present for our children. And I think that, um, that's a miracle in and of itself as well. Like I see oh, that absolutely so many people that just miss that connection with their mother or their father or somebody like a place holder for someone to be that role in their life. And I'm so grateful that Marshall and I have that as a priority in our lives to be there for our kids. Absolutely. That, that is absolutely fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. Cause like you guys are so busy and people out there, all of our listeners, you're all so busy. We know that yeah. and family first, family first, that is the most important. So thank you for sharing that. Okay. Ready. We're ready for more. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna let Marshall, you pick it up from here. Okay. Um, well, we got married. <laughs> really? <laughs> After 11 months, but I'll tell, I'll tell the story of, about the, uh, you know, the engagement. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I'd, we've been dating. I was getting to know her, her girls. They were pretty young then. I think, uh, you know, 10 and 12. And, and anyway, uh, there, there came a day when, you know, everybody's kind of wondering when I was going to ask Michelle to get married. And uh, this is in the month of uh, March uh, 2012, I believe. Is that, is that right? Yeah. And so because uh, we got we ended up getting married in August of, of 2012. Um, and so uh, Brittany asked me, when are you going to ask my mom to get married? <laughs> and I said, it's a good sign. I said uh, <laughs> this month. And she goes, she thought for a minute, she goes, well, today's the last day of the month. <laughs> and I'm like, I looked at her and I said, mm-hmm, today? And I'm like, I'm like yeah, today. Shh. Oh, <laughs> I like that. We went back to the batting cage where we did our first date. And it was just a, a day out with the girls, uh, you know, because they were getting into playing softball. So we were at the batting cage working with them a little bit. And then Michelle... You know, she wanted to take her swings in the cage too. So <laughs> while she was swinging and had her back turned to us, you know how you, you miss a lot of balls too, and they end up, you know, behind you right. uh, at, the, at the back of the cage. So I went in and, and while she was swinging, I took a, a baseball that I had written something on and put it in there on the ground, you know, and it, it basically said, you know, will you marry me? <laughs> That's awesome. And so when she got done hitting, I said, hey, there's some writing on a ball down there. Do you want to go check that out? And she's like, is this real? <laughs> I, I really think I said that. I'm like, are you for real? Like right now you're for real. We're doing this. And <laughs> yeah. So that's how I asked her with a, with a baseball. And we have that baseball in a case at, at home right now with the date that I asked her to get married. And then uh, in August of that same year, we were married. Oh, that's awesome. That's such a that. great story. <laughs> so it's been almost 10 years of a honeymoon. Like it really, I really feel like I am still dating my boyfriend, my best friend. Like we have a beautiful partnership. Oh, that fantastic. is so fantastic. That's I love. Uh, so tell me a couple of the miracles in the 10 years that you guys have been together. I know you're saying everything is, is like one big family meshed together, but if there, is there something that stands out for each of you that has been a miracle in the family? portion of it because we're all looking for those right we all need right. those going yep. that was that was tough but that was a miracle yeah. right i think um i'll start give marshall a moment to think of a thing and make sure i don't take the one that he was going to talk about <laughs> um so i think that as we look over 
as I reflect on the 10 years, like one that stands out in my mind is, you know, blending families and raising teenage girls is, is hard. I mean, I was a teenage girl and I know all the trials that come along with that. And, um, my oldest daughter, um, was no exception to that. You know, she definitely tested us a lot. And it's so interesting to talk to her now. She's now a a married woman with her own little baby. And she actually works in a, like a youth center and has to deal with troubled teens. And she'll call me every night after her shift. And she apologizes every single night. She's been apologizing. I am so sorry. I was so mean to you. And I'm so sorry. I was so hard on you. Um, That's beautiful. And, and so like, it's, it, you know, it came full circle, but the hard time was realizing what, realizing how to help our daughter the most, you know, because she was acting out and she was lashing out at us because something was out of balance in her. She was unhappy at, you know, with, with choices, circumstances, surroundings, whatever, you know, all of those um, distractions and, you know, diversions that the, these teenage, you know, kids face nowadays. And that was hard. There was many sleepless nights. There was, um, I know that it was hard for Marshall to, um, you know, watch the way that she was talking to me or treating me. Um, we actually, and she knows this, like we actually got like our other family members involved Just everyone really pulling in to try to help her see her worth and help her have confidence in who she is and her abilities to overcome these trials that she was facing. And to me, that's just a huge miracle where she could have taken, you know, a sharp turn left, you know, or, or taken, you know, the curveball that she was thrown because of the situations that she was in. Um, and she put in the work as well. Like I have to really commend her for putting in the work, but it was a hard time um, for us, you know, in, in that marriage too. That's they a, say it takes a village, right? A hundred percent, hundred percent. I well, that. It's very good. No, I just, I agree with the whole thing that we, we go through these difficult times. And I remember when I had my awakening, I guess we all go through those moments where you go, mm-hmm. Oh, I see what mom and dad were kind of trying to do. And I appreciate that. And it's like, Oh, so you were trying to, Oh, so you were just trying to figure it out as well. And I've told my own daughters too. I said, the only difference between you and me is that I just got here 30 years ahead of you. That's the only difference. <laughs> and I'm telling you the best that I can of what I think is going That's on. That's good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's true. Marshall, well, did you want to add something to that? To her sto- I want to add to her story, um, okay. you know, and, and this is this is tough to talk about because, you know, it was like one of those times where you had to do something that was extreme and whether it was right or wrong in the moment, you don't know. Well, today I know it was the right thing to do. So there was, you know, there was a moment in time when she was being disrespectful and, and I had just felt like okay that's it you know what i mean it's this cannot this cannot continue in the way that it is so i had to rattle her cage a little bit and it was scary like i had to really be serious and say look you keep on this path this is what's going to happen i know this is what's going to happen if you do this but i'm speaking calmly now i was right. <laughs> animated then but i had here's the miracle in it is I wasn't going to do anything. And then a voice inside my head, inside wherever came to me and said, if you don't do something right now, this will go sideways for a long time. Mm. Oh, wow. And 
And if you do something right now that's extreme and you tell truth in a very blunt way, things will change for the better. So I had that choice. So I had to lose it in order to, to make it right, you know? And so I told her like it was, and she, <laughs> that takes a lot of courage. She literally thanked me for it years later. She said, thank you for doing that because that's what saved my life. No, that's just, that just gave me a response. <laughs> yeah, 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 I agree. In the moment, it's tough, but, oh, you know, today she realized if I didn't take those those measures and, and wasn't bluntly honest with her in, in a way in the moment seems like, oh, you're just being mad and yelling at me. Uh, no, I was trying to do something that would affect the course of her life and change the, the path that she was on to a better path that didn't involve uh, bad things happening you know and uh anyway when she thanked me for it i knew that i many years before that had made the right right choice in in doing that it's a real compliment to you and to her that's a, those are hard conversations yeah it's great that we can look back on those now and go right. I'm, I'm grateful for the point it was all ca- it was all calculated like i knew what i was doing when i did it i didn't i didn't lose my mind i knew exactly what i was saying and what i was doing yeah. Even though it didn't appear like it, but I knew exi- I had a plan in my head how, yeah. how to make this right. Well, you probably had some help, you know, from the other side. I, I yes. believe there's just angels around us all the time. They put words that in our mouth. Yeah. And Michelle, I want to give you credit too, because it's very hard to have a step parent step in and discipline your child. And you allowed that to happen. And that is huge. That's, That's I, I've been there. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm like, just somebody step, step up and help me because yes. I can't do this by myself. They're not listening to me. That's what happened. I'm just mom. You know, yeah. And we had established a, you know, a baseline of love. Like it, it was always a safe house. It's always a safe, you know, place. I mean, for all of our children and, and what Marshall did had to be done. And I was grateful to have that support. And as he shared, you know, it, it also solidified for, for Bree, um, that he wasn't going anywhere mm-hmm. that he was here to see her through the hard times and the, and the beautiful, great times, you know, and that was comforting to her to know that he wasn't going anywhere. That's, that's, very cool, that's awesome. That's good. That, I yeah, that. I can understand how that would be maybe as a youth that think they know everything, they get all <laughs> angry and say, well, you're going to leave anyway. So I'll just right. mouth off and get off with it. So, I, so that's a really good point you make. And congratulations to both of you. Cause that takes strength to, yeah. to do that, to yeah. say it and then to do it, it takes great strength. I remember as growing up, my dad used to say, man, the older I get, the less I know, you know, just the, kids, the kids know so much more. Right. Cause I already knew everything, you know, my dad's like, Ooh, boy, I didn't really know that. I thought I knew everything. <laughs> he did, yeah. but it was yeah. one of those. Okay. Marshall, do you have just a quickly a, a story you can tell us about what you, one of the miracles that you've seen? I and mean, that was a great story. We want to hear more. Well, no, I think sometimes that you make your own, miracles but the miracles do come from the other side but you have to put in the work you have to put in the effort to realize that miracle sometimes and i I think that one of the miracles really is where michelle is at right now with her uh, more pr group um she came out of book 
publishing, uh, book publicist, uh, representing authors. And and she discovered uh, once she and I got together and I worked in the film industry and we had noticed that there really wasn't a, um, a film publicist in Utah that, you know, publicists would come and go, but there wasn't any, but, and, and then there was the communications companies, PR companies that were these large corporate groups that not only did film, tried to do film, but did a lot of other things too. And, and she saw that there was this niche uh, there and she went for it. And, uh, you know, she did her first movie. It was called The Mine. It was a movie that I was working on from the film commission level. Um, ended up being called The Abandoned Mine. Uh, but mm. she got on as, as the, the publicist for the film and she set up screenings and personal appearances with the cast. And, and, then, and then once word got out that uh, this is what she did, all of a sudden, all the filmmakers in Utah would call on her to manage their PR campaigns. Uh, and manage their premieres. Uh, to me, that was a miracle because nobody was in doing that for years and years. There was nobody in Utah. Either you relied on somebody outside of Utah to do those campaigns or whatever. And all of a sudden now she has a niche and a, li a living that she created herself by putting herself in a, a situation uh, and working hard to build a client base to where now everybody looks to her for, we got a movie, we call Michelle. You know, mm -hmm. she's, top, she's top of mind. But before that, there was that, that space that she could fill and she filled it. And to me, that was the, the miracle of her putting forth the effort, effort and the opportunity being available. Oh, I love that. That is just fantastic. And, and I, I, we want to know more. There's so much more we want to know. I mean, I love to, I love talking to these guys. I say, I love, I love this industry and it's, and it's, it's a tough industry. It's a tough, tough industry. So for you to see something that needed to be fulfilled and then step in and fulfill it is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. She's worked on over, yeah, over 35 campaigns uh, for just movies. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, since I've, I've known her. And those, those are all basically movies that uh, originated uh, here in the state of Utah. A few have been from uh, out, of, out of Utah and out of the country. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, she works very closely with, a, with Purdy Distribution, uh, distributor who you know, relies on her to, to get the word out to, to get people to the theaters. I love that. That is just perfect segue to go into what we're going to talk about after our break. We're just ready to take our first break, and that is the film festival that's coming up. And oh, I'm so excited about this. Anyway, sorry, I get a little excited. Anyway, so so we're, we're going to get ready to go to our first break because I wanted you guys to get to know these people. They are incredible people, and they have taken over the film festival, and we'll have them tell more about that when they get back. And well, one of the questions I'm going to pose to you that I want you to answer when we come back is how big is the film industry in Utah? Because I know when I've been doing film, it's like one of the top in the country. And so I, I want you guys to address that instead of coming from me. But I want you to address that because it is amazing that we have this right in our backyard. Those of us that are in Idaho and Utah, but it's right here in our backyard. And I know I've worked with some incredible actors that have come from all over the world to come and act with us here. <laughs> yeah. So we have it right here. It's yeah. awesome. So I know those of you that, that are listening that are all around the country and all over the world, you know, come to Utah. 
come on, come and yep. hang out. So we're going we to take our, do we do? Yes. We do. It's besides the beauty of the mountains and the beauty of the deserts and all the other beautiful, we have filmmaking going on here. That is phenomenal. So we're going to go ahead and take our first break and um, we'll be back in just a few minutes. You want to stay tuned because they're going to tell all about the film festival and what's happening and the miracles that have come with taking over the film festival, which is so cool too. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Hi, this is Ellie Meadows with Young Living Essential Oils. I invite you to skip the stress of the holidays this year and let Young Living take care of all of your gift-giving needs, from soothing bath bombs to delicious seasonal oil blends. Looking to make some extra money for the holidays? I'm currently accepting new team members who will have the exclusive opportunity to grow their business under the leadership of Jack Canfield, one of the top success coaches in America. For more information, find me on Facebook or Instagram under Oils with Ellie. That's E-L-L-I-E. Or email me, oilswithellie at gmail.com. Isn't it interesting how we can be physically disconnected from others and yet be personally affected by the change and confusion of the world around us? We want moments of clarity and peace, and we need to feel connected to others in positive ways. A mindfulness practice can help decrease stress, increase feelings of well-being, and help us be more connected to those around us. To find out how mindfulness can do all this, go to mindfullab.net. You'll find tools and resources to start your mindfulness journey today at mindfullab.net. If you're looking for the highest quality CBD products on the market, visit sunshinefamilyhemp.com. Sunshine Family Hemp is a family-owned business located in the mountains of northern Utah. Our full-spectrum oral and topical products contain no artificial ingredients and are third-party tested by a DEA-certified lab. Online ordering is easy, and we ship nationwide. Sunshine Family Hemp has been in business since 2019 and is legally certified at both the state and federal level. Visit sunshinefamilyhemp.com today. listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, friends. We are so happy to have you here with us. We are having just an absolutely delightful, enlightening, fun discussion with Marshall and Michelle Moore. Yes. They are just, have just taken over the film festival that's going to be happening, I believe it's actually next week. Doug, yes. Right? Thank you. It is. Hello. <laughs> it's coming. Oh. So wh- what we left on, on the, at the break was asking Marshall and Michelle if what, what kind of industry do we really have in Utah? Because I've been involved in it for a long time and what can we do to even step it up what can we do to help because the film industry is so fun it's and it's not just film like you guys are going to be showing at the film festival it's it's long feature films and short films and documentaries and music videos and all all these different genres many which were made here 
So which is so exciting. That's the idea. So Marsha, will you touch on that first and then we'll get into how you guys actually ended up taking over the film festival. Well, as you most likely know, Utah has a long history with the film industry, about a hundred years to yeah. be to be exact. We have the longest running film commission in the world in the Moab to Monument Valley. Uh, film commission it was the first film commission ever established and now of course there's film commissions all over the world yeah. in different countries cities and towns so the history has been here of, of making movies from the, the days of the, the golden age of westerns down in um, monument valley and right. moab and and saint george areas uh you know and then the the industry migrated north uh you know in the in the 70s and and 80s with the movies of the week and uh, miniseries and and a lot of large budget feature films that would come here and use our landscapes like the bonneville salt flats and uh you know and our mountains and uh some of our beautiful architecture so we've always been a target for producers to, to come here we're not too far from uh, Los Angeles, you know, 90 minute flight. Uh, and what happened over those hundred years is infrastructure began to build up. So <laughs> there's there's equipment rental companies, multiple equipment rent, rental companies along the Wasatch Front and, and some even in rural areas of the state. There are actors, there are crew members, 3000 people listed in the online resource directory that try to make their living in the, in the film industry, including 900 support vendors. So it's all right here. And unfortunately, and fortunately, I guess, but unfortunately in 1999, uh, Canada began to offer lucrative incentives, rebates, uh, tax credits, you know, uh, for producers who, uh, wanted to make a movie, but they could save money and make it for less in Canada. So they began to lure production out of the United States and in, into Canada. Well, it took a, a few years before someone in the United States stepped up, that was Louisiana, and said, hey, we want to offer you a, a rebate to stay in the United States and come to Louisiana. And they built an industry there. And from that point, it went forward where now there's 34 other states or so that offer a tax credit or rebate program. And Utah is one of them. We joined the fray in, in 2004, uh, you know, with a small program. And then that continued to grow. But it was it was always conservative. Um, but in 2011, an ongoing program for a tax credit rebate given to producers that that choose Utah was established. And it has stayed the same since 2011, unfortunately, while places like New Mexico and and I don't like to compare us to Georgia because it's a different situation. <laughs> Georgia, with their unlimited rebate program, desires to build an industry there. They, they want the industry there as if it was Los Angeles or Hollywood. So wow. they're building sound stages and production companies are moving there and animation companies. And, and so that we're not trying to be Georgia, but we need to be more New Mexico because they're, they're our neighbor landscapes are somewhat similar, not as dramatic, but we lose a lot of business to New Mexico because they figured it out and, and they have about $110 million in their program to attract, um, you know, TV series, yeah. major motion pictures, uh, independent film, whatever. Whereas we have 6.79 million just to show you the, the difference. And that runs out very quickly when you get a right. show like Yellowstone or the Disney channel with high school musical, uh, coming here, that rebate ends up 
going quickly. So we need to change that. And we're in the process of doing that right now. And that is fantastic. I And I hope that we can support that. And those of us that are listening to the show and want to support that, you know, we'll, we'll get in contact with you. In fact, this is a perfect place to tell us yeah. how to get hold of you. Yeah. And what's your contact information? If somebody says, oh, I want to help with this or do whatever, what is the contact information for them? For me personally? However you would like them to get hold of you. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I, I work at uh, Utah Film Studios in Park City. So my... Uh, email address for that is m more m o o r e at utahfilmstudios.com um and then uh and that's probably the best way to reach out or, or through our facebook page uh, utah film studios um and of course the lds film festival facebook page too so there's there's a number of different number of different ways but we have a senate bill running right now senate bill 49 and that would improve uh, the most current motion picture and Senate program and allow for streaming services and large budget productions to return to Utah again. Love it. Perfect segue. We're going to go to Michelle. Michelle, would you tell us how you guys ended up with the LDS Film Festival? What what were the, I know there was miracles that were involved in this. Absolutely. To be able to what take this miracles. over. Yes. And then we'll talk a little bit more. So those of you that are listening, please get your pen and paper ready because you're going to mm-hmm. want to write this information down because I believe it's open to the public. And we will, Doug and I will be there doing interviews and having an absolute ball. We want to see everybody. I'm so excited come on down. for this festival. Yeah. Uh, we are super excited. You know, I um, I first attended the LDS Film Festival when Marshall and I were dating. So back in um, March of 2012 was my first time coming to the film festival. And, you know, I wasn't raised going to the movies. I wasn't raised in the film industry. I'd mentioned earlier, like I come from a very like sports centered background. And that's, right. you know, that's where where I was from. Um, I certainly was raised in the faith of the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. And and so when Marshall said, hey, I've got a, a passes to go to the um, LDS Film Festival, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, okay, are these like homemade movies, you know, because I'm used to like all the, you know, the big productions, right? Like your Pirates of the Caribbean and your, you know, Fast and Furious and like all those type of, yeah. you know, movies and I didn't know what to expect. I really didn't know what to expect. And, and when I went there and we, we dove in, I believe if I remember right, Marshall, um, Saints and Soldiers Airborne Creed was their premiere. Cause oh, I my favorites. Um, <laughs> they had a booth there and our, my girls took pictures like with military helmets on and stuff like that. So really, it was a fun, like interactive, you know, festival with that. But I was blown away with the quality and the storytelling of these filmmakers and um, the production values and and just they they are real films. They really are films that uplift and inspire and entertain um, the moviegoers. And so the last probably three years, I've been uh, um, working with the previous owners, so Kels Goodman and Stephanie, and I've been doing the PR. As Marshall mentioned, like that's my business in this industry is I really dive in and. Um, and just set up media campaigns and events and such. And so I, Kels had hired me and I did that for a couple of years and, and got to know him and got to know his goals. And um, he had come to Marshall and I, or could, he had mentioned to me a couple of times, like, oh, I don't know that I want to keep doing this festival. And he's a filmmaker by trade and a very good filmmaker. And he right. does a fantastic job of capturing stories himself and and finding the the right characters to portray those, you know, those stories. Um, 
And, and we saw like Marshall and I, you know, we knew that he wasn't really serious at first. And we started these discussions about three years ago. And then finally this last year, when he came, you know, when we started the conversation again, prior to the film festival, usually it was after the film festival, when we're all exhausted, I'm yeah. sure that on March 8th, we're going to be saying like, Oh, do we want to do this again? What? <laughs> it's, you know, I'm saying that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like sitting in, in my office. I literally am surrounded by boxes of just stuff that we have to haul to the festival to start setting up for next week. Um, but when he came to us before the festival even started, we knew that he was serious. And that's when we started having those discussions and, you know, figuring out what it would look like and, and when to make the announcements. And, and so when we finally kind of came to agreements on what, you know, what the assets were and the value of the, the festival and, and all those things, I looked at Marshall and I kind of played that Matt Damon moment when he says we bought a zoo, when he announces that to his family. <laughs> I looked at Marshall and said, we bought a festival. And, <laughs> and we've embraced it. As we've been talking, you know, we've talked a lot about family and, and the love that's surrounded in, in our personal family, but we also have a deep love and commitment to our film family. And we want to be a place where um, people can gather and connect and, um, grow in the industry as well. And, and so we, one of the first things that we did is we started a board of directors and I'll kind of let Marshall let you pick up from, from there with our directors. Well, we needed to have a sounding board, you know, you know, we didn't want to operate this thing alone uh, just on what we thought it should be. So we gathered uh, a, a list, we put together a list of people we thought who would, be qualified to be on this board and, and give us sound advice. And we did. We created a board that has uh, filmmakers, directors, producers, uh, distributors, uh, all the people who have been involved with the festival through the years and wanted to see it go bigger to other places. And uh, so when we created this board of directors, uh, we listened to them because <laughs> that's what you do when you create a board and they have a lot of, had a lot of thoughts, a lot of ideas <laughs> on, uh, on, you know, things that we should do. And the first thing that really came up in the board was that we needed a name change mm -hmm. for the festival. Okay. And obviously we have not changed it this year. It's our first year, but yeah. uh, we have soft launched a, a new name for the festival that will be formally announced at the conclusion of uh, this year's LDS Film Festival. Mm -hmm. And that will be uh, the Zion International Film Festival uh, moving forward. And, and uh, we have done that because of the feedback we got through surveys, uh, interviews with filmmakers, and, uh, and of course our, our board that basically said, this is what you must do first. And uh, it is rebranded and, and change it. And it turned out to be true because every a lot of people that we talk to as now owners of the festival think you either have to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to, to make a film that's in the festival or to even attend it, you know, and, that, and those things aren't true, but the title could imply that. So nice. Zion is actually, it changes the whole meaning of everything because we chose the, the definition as gathering place, uh, Zion. Of course, it ties into our national park here in Southern Utah, uh, Zion as well, and we're associated with that. But uh, the, one of the definitions is gathering place. So a gathering place for filmmakers and attendees alike that share uh, common values. 
Absolutely. So you guys heard it right here, right now, what the, new, the name of it is, right. Ryan International Film Festival. We love that. I think that it's absolutely fantastic. fantastic. So I like that. I think yeah. it's very inviting. Yes. Yeah. So let's play on that just a little bit more, Marshall and Michelle. Either one of you guys can take this. We've got just a few. Well, we've got about 10 more minutes, but tell us what somebody can expect. First of all, I want you to give the information of the film festival. When does it start? Where it's at? What's the address and how can they get in? Go ahead, Michelle. All right. Well, I would. Um, so it starts next week. It was a week ago yesterday. So it runs Wednesday through Saturday, March 2nd through the 5th. It's at the Sarah Center in Orem, Utah. Um, Is that Sarah? Sarah, how do you spell that? Yeah, S-C-E-A-R. Okay, And I believe it's... E-R-A. E-R-A, sorry. E-R-A, yeah. Yeah. I believe it's like 745 South State Street in Orem, but you can you could just Google it and it... It is a landmark theater. It's um, has a rich history. They've actually been the host of this uh, festival for 18 years of the 21 years that it's been operating. And they are um, an amazing partner with us and they see the value also in highlighting, you know, filmmakers as well. The festival itself is designed to um, Com- to bridge the gap between the filmmaker and the audience goer, um, you know, movie fans. Yeah, and that's yeah. one of the things that we're really focusing on. My background has a lot of, you know, doing a lot of premieres and special screenings. And so we really are seeing that the filmmakers are appreciative that we're bringing audiences in to help, you know, see their work. Um, our opening night film is a beautiful story. It's called Waterman. It's about the um, Hawaiian legend, Duke Kuanamoko, and um, written by and directed by Isaac Halasima, who's a filmmaker I've worked with in the past. That um, opening night is almost sold out, which we're super excited about. And then we have, you know, three more full days of great content from our short film categories to our documentaries. We have some other feature films um, that we are excited to be able to host premieres for and also bring back to the theater. So two of our films had been released last year, but they, it was after the festival. So this is their first time, you know, being at the festival. And, and we're, you know, we're grateful and excited for all those opportunities and um we have panels on friday and saturday and we've made those free to the public and to um aspiring filmmakers this year so that they can gather you know information and um, knowledge and education as they are looking to expand and grow their own personal careers we um have some amazing sponsors also and i'll let marshall maybe take take on from there one of the um interesting things about the festival and this is something i found out as we were going along is the clark grand theater is uh, i think has the highest seating capacity largest seating capacity of any movie theater in the state of utah right now because of the way that uh all the, the theaters are converting to recliners and luxury seating <laughs> so there's there's over 700 seats in that theater and then i found out also that it wow it, it either is or is really close to the largest screen itself in in the state of utah so you get a real theatrical experience when you come see these films at the at the lds film festival and of course as michelle mentioned we can't do any of this without our sponsors 
our sponsors is what drives uh, the festival to be even possible because there are inherent costs involved in running a festival. Uh, you know, a lot of, you know, printing and digital stuff and, uh, uh, you know, things that things that have a, co- a fixed cost attached. So we first thing we did was we said we, we need a title sponsor uh, for the festival like we have never had before. And so where do we go? We go right to where who I work for. We went to him first and yeah. he said, Gary, <laughs> Gary Crandall, the owner of Utah Film Studios, yeah. would you like to be the title sponsor of the LDS Film Festival? And he's a big fan of, of LDS films and faith-based films and films that uplift and inspire, whatever it is. So, so he was a natural fit. So he immediately said yes. <laughs> and so that started off on a good path. And we were able to add Living Scriptures and Excel Entertainment and in, uh, Infinity Rising, a, a local production company and then some other sponsors like mcgee's awards and trophies and and uh basement brothers construction so all these started coming in you know to to support our efforts because we need need that financial support as well um you know when you're going to have food there and you got to make badges and programs and posters and (laughs) you know and and get some people to come you may have to pay for people to come there to be at the festival uh, so all those things had to be accounted for. It's going to be such an exciting time. When I remember last year when I went to it, and it's going to be even greater this year, it's the feeling when I was there, the kinds of movies that were being made, the movie producers and the movie makers that were there, the people that were there that are appreciating those kinds of feel-good, um, connecting residents inside of us type movies. I found the greatest of all people, yourselves included. That's when I first met you guys. And so I appreciate that. And I count you as my friend now. And so it's an opportunity for all of those kinds of things. So people that just want to have a good experience, see good content, meet good people, this is where they want to be. Well, I'll tell you, after every film, there's a question and answer session. Right. You know, you get to talk to the cast. You get to talk to the director, the writer, and then you get to get your pictures taken with them. So it's different than just going to a movie. You have an immersive experience where you're you're, you're really getting to the mind of the, uh, yeah, the filmmakers and and the cast. Yeah. I think that's so. And, And Michelle, how much does it cost to get in? Yeah, so we've got, we kept the ticket prices similar to if you're going to go to a local theater. So if you're buying just an individual pass, it's just $10 for a ticket um, or to a film. But if you want to have an all day pass, like we are offering all day festival passes on Friday and Saturday. And, you know, I think those are $30 for the entire day. You can see as many, you know, movies as you want. And then an all festival pass is $60. And that's four days of, you know, full slated programming and workshops it's a great value and those are all just on our website at um, ldsfilmfest.com and this is like a full movie theater there's concessions there so yeah. you won't get hung you won't get hungry and uh <laughs> we four have days. four days of date nights guys four days yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nights and days day dates <laughs> night dates um snacks all of it yeah. And it's all feel good stuff. It's all, I mean, you, we, we've talked a little bit about, so I mean, not all of it, but it's, you're going to go in there and have a really incredible experience. I, I feel like with the standards that you guys have set, you're not going to go in there and have to be concerned. Right about what's going to be shown and what you're going to see. Yes. And I'd like to mention that won't change when we switch the name as either, you know, as as we are re envisioning what this beloved festival is and can be, we're keeping 
almost all of the, or all of them, I don't even say almost all of the core values that was established with this film festival. And we're still having, um, you know, films about faith, but also films that inspire. We're also not shying away from some of those hard topics that as a, as a nation and as a community and a society that we face that, you know, daily dialogues of, injustice and you know hurt and harm and 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 still happiness and joy as well so we we have a a, a good balance of of all the things and and you know people that struggle with yeah. their faith that's depicted here too and that's fair because people do struggle and we don't want to shy away from those type of stories as well and michelle mentioned duke hanamoku uh being the opening film and there's a reason we chose that it'll just really set the tone for the the entire festival he was of course known as the father of modern surfing he was also an olympic gold medalist as a swimmer and he passed away in 1968 but um but you know if you've ever been to hawaii there's there's a statue there dedicated to duke and there's duke's restaurant and there's statues all over the world uh, i think three or four total uh that recognize him but he, the, the movie embodies the spirit of aloha and the, it's more than just hello and goodbye and that's what you learn in that in that film and i think for the rest of the the festival a lot of the films will fall in line with that spirit of aloha yeah that's awesome so uh, it is it's interfaith isn't it it's it's multiple faith. it's 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 all different faiths so it's not and that's why you're changing the name of it too so anybody of any faith or even those that don't have faith want to come and just kind of see what's going on really please come you're invited to come we'd love to have you come we want you to come because you will not get around a better group of people ever those are good those of you that, i mean we're just i know it changed doug's life and through that it's changed my life and, and it's kind of funny how we've been brought together in this the miracle right in, in this world and he found this world and it is it is absolutely one more of those miracles that we are just seeing all the time no it is problem. just it is just phenomenal so i want to thank you guys for coming on the show again doug and i have been ha they've been giving us this opportunity yeah. we get to go do interviews so be watching our facebook be watching the lds film festival facebook be watching it's all going to be live we're going to yep. be interviewing filmmakers documentary makers, judges. We're going to have Kels Goodman on on Thursday, and then we're going to have Marshall and Michelle are going to come stopping by. So we're going to yep. be doing live interviews for the four days. <laughs> live so interviews, more content for the show, for the uh, Vitality Health Show, Hope, Healing, and Miracles. Everyone has an opportunity to participate. It's going to be a fantastic weekend. It will be. So thank you, both of you, for allowing us to be part of this. We are so excited about this. Again, go on, find your tickets. If you need get tickets for the opening night, buy the whole package, you guys. You just can't. You, you will, you will not regret it one bit. If you can't do that, just come for one. Just come. Come say hi. Okay. So anyway, with that being said, I don't want it to be over, but we have to run out of time. That's what they tell us. We have to be done. So anyway, Michelle. Marshall, thank you so much. We look forward to hanging with you guys for the next week, next week. And, and we're just <laughs> super thrilled about everything. Doug, love you. You're amazing. We're going to have awesome. so much fun. Love you too. Right. <laughs> Marshall, Michelle, thank you so much again. Thank and we you. really appreciate all of you. Make sure you're watching all of our websites, all of our, our um, social media, because everything's going to be posted on there. Yep. So yep. that you guys can make sure you get down to Orem, to the Sierra. Is that 
is that Sarah. Sarah. Sarah, Sarah yeah. Theater in Orem. So yeah. make sure you're looking for that. Okay, with that being said, we're done. <sighs> I don't want to be done, but we're done anyway today. So thank you so much. I appreciate you guys, and we'll be looking forward to next week. And everybody out there, please have a happy and healthy week. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vitality Health Show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Vitality Health Show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show. 